Welcome to Worldwide Wonderful Women, a podcast for your living in divine power when yours is diminished. A podcast where encouragers receive encouragement. We understand these are hard times. You may find that it is becoming more of a challenge for you to remain strong as you give of yourself continuously. That's why this is the place to join other women globally who face the same challenges as you. So join us regularly to receive biblical insight not to faint, but to stand strong. This is the podcast to be rejuvenated and revitalized. Now, let's join our host, Paula Harris. Hello, can you believe that it's March already? Well, this is episode number 186 of Worldwide Wonderful Women, and the title of this episode is Who is My Neighbor? I thought that in light of what's taking place in our society right now, that gleaning wisdom from the parable of the Good Samaritan would be a good thing for us so that we can grow spiritually. I trust that you will stay with us the whole month of March so that you can get an understanding as to how this relates to you. The parable of the Good Samaritan is unique to the Gospel of Luke. I would like to read chapter 10, verses 25 to 37 out of the NIV from the Gospel of Luke. On one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What is written in the law, he replied. How do you read it? He answered, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. You have answered correctly, Jesus replied. Do this and you will live. But he wanted to justify himself, so he asked Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Okay, well, let's stop there. And as I said, tune in each week as we're going to continue through the rest of the parable. But going back to verse 25, it says, On one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Now, looking at this, we see from this verse that he was an expert in the law. The King James says, lawyer. Well, We look at lawyers today as experts in the law. Well, this lawyer at this time was an expert in the teachings of the law of Moses. He is in a situation here with Jesus and he stands up. And it says the reason why he stood up was because he wanted to test Jesus. Here, he wasn't really sincere in asking a question to just get an answer so he would know what to do. No, he was trying to trap Jesus. And so to him, as we look at this, it may be that Jesus was only a teacher and eternal life was something that he could earn or deserve because he said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? All right, so now we go on to verse 26. What is written in the law? He replied. So when he asked this question, Jesus came back to the lawyer 
and asked him, what is written in the law, he replied, and how do you read it? So really, little did he know who he was fooling around with. Jesus, who is an expert in everything, took this lawyer back to the law, the Old Testament law. So now verse 27. He answered, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. So here he is. The lawyer knew the Old Testament law in response to Jesus' question, quoted Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 5 and also he quoted Leviticus chapter 19 verse 18. Those are parts of the law, as we know, even with our Bibles. And so he understood that one must love God and one's fellow man in order to keep the law properly. He did answer correctly. And in verse 28, we see how Jesus replies to his answer. You have answered correctly, Jesus replied. Do this and you will live. Jesus affirmed, again, that the man answered correctly. And if he could do this, then he would live. Now, at first, it might appear that the Lord was teaching salvation by law-keeping or by the works of the law. But this is not the case because God never intended that anyone should ever be saved by keeping the law because really no one can keep the law. And the purpose of the law was not to save anyone from sin, but to produce the knowledge of sin in the lives of sinners. So the function of the law was to show a person how guilty they were. Is it possible for a sinful man to love God with all of his heart and his neighbor as himself? If he could do this from birth to death, then he wouldn't need salvation, he wouldn't be lost, and his reward would be great on earth and in heaven as long as he lived sinlessly and could go on loving the Lord, his God, with all of his heart, mind, soul, and strength, and his neighbor in the same way. So really, we see Jesus, in all of his wisdom, answers, well, okay, do this, and you will live. But the Lord knew, and even today it holds true, nobody can do this without being saved, without Jesus living in them to help them to be able to love God and to love others as their self. Nobody can do this on their own. A person in their lost condition without Jesus Christ and acknowledging their lost condition and that they need to be saved will never be able to do this fully and completely. If the lawyer had truly understood the law, it would have revealed his sin to the point that he really should have cried out, Oh my, if this is what God requires, then I'm lost. I'm hopeless. And he would cast himself on the love and mercy and salvation that comes through faith and grace in Jesus Christ. Please understand, Jesus was not saying that righteousness is a result of a person's work. Because he said, again, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And there's not a thing that a person can do or earn or work for eternal life. It all comes by faith and trust in the work of what Jesus has done and having that work applied to your life. 
Now, I know maybe this is redundant for some people who are really strong in the Lord, but hang in here with me this month because I really still believe that we need to be put in remembrance and still learn some things through this parable of the Good Samaritan. Verse 29, but he wanted to justify himself, so he asked Jesus, and who is my neighbor? Evidently, the flaw is not in the law, but the response of the person to the law of God. For we see here that he must have felt some guilt or condemnation in keeping this law fully, because the scripture says here he wanted to justify himself. Hmm, justify make just as if he had never sinned. He deflects the attention from himself and possibly his shortcomings, and he puts the attention on others. He says, who is my neighbor? And you know, this is easy for any of us to do when convicted of sin, unless we acknowledge and confess and repent of our sin. It is possible, too, that he felt he failed in trapping Jesus with his question, and he wanted to come back with another question so he could try to trap him. So he said, okay, who is my neighbor? Again, this question was an attempt to limit the demands of the law by suggesting that some people are neighbors and others are not. Because the law's demand was that you had to keep it totally and fully to be able to say that you were walking in perfection or fulfilled it. And nobody could keep the demands of the law. So he tried to limit it a little bit by saying, okay, well now who is my neighbor? Although the lawyer asked who is my neighbor, the person whom I should help, Jesus suggests that the real question is rather, do I behave as a neighbor, a person who helps others. Jesus does not supply information as to whom one should help. Failure to keep the commandment springs not from lack of information, but from lack of love. It was not fresh knowledge that the lawyer needed, but a new heart. And only salvation through Jesus could produce this new heart. It was in answer to that question that the Lord Jesus goes on and tells the story or the parable of the Good Samaritan. And we're going to see that as we look in the following weeks at verses 30 to 37. For right now today, just remember what I shared with you. It's not a matter of the person whom you should help. It's a matter of are you the person that really helps others? Who knows? Maybe there's some way that you could do that even today. Well, next week, we'll dive more into this parable and glean wisdom on how to live presently in this world. And until God brings us back together again, smile. Jesus loves you. Thank you for listening to Worldwide Wonderful Women. We trust you enjoyed the program. Please take a moment to leave us a good rating and review on iTunes to help us continually encourage others around the globe. We also invite you to go to TWMforJesus.org. That's T-W-M like in Mary, F-O-R-J-E-S-U-S dot O-R-G to download your free gift and see other resources to help you live in divine power. And oh, don't forget to tell your friends. Until next time, be strong and of good courage.